Amen. Amen. Turn your Bible to, with me to Psalm 81. Psalm 81. We are going to read from verse 1 to 5 quickly together. Psalm 81. And then get ready to read the book of Leviticus chapter 11 from verse 44 to 45. Then 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 13 uh, up to verse uh, 21. Uh, now, Psalm chapter 81, verse 1 to 5. Psalm 81, 1 to 5. We'll read together. 1, 2, go. Sing aloud unto God our strength. Make a joyful noise unto the God of Jacob. Make a psalm and bring it out the trumpet. The of the trumpet in the time appointed on our solemn For this was a star for Israel and a law of the God of Jacob. This he ordained Jacob for a testimony when he went out to the land of Egypt, where I had a land. Praise Master Jesus. Amen. I like somebody like a volunteer this morning to read First Peter chapter 1, verse 13. And I will be reading from Leviticus. I want us all to turn our Bible first to the book of Leviticus. Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 11. Leviticus chapter 11. And I'm going to be reading verse 44 and 45. For I am the Lord your God. Ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall ye defy yourself with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. For I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God, ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. First Peter chapter uh, chapter one from verse thirteen. First Peter, wherefore guard all the rules of your mind, and be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourself according to the former law in your ignorance, but as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Verse 16. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, Pass the time of your sojourn here in fear. Sojourning here on earth in fear. Verse 18. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, hmm. as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, hmm. but with the precious blood of Jesus, as of a lamb, without blemish hmm. and without spot, hmm. who verily was for ordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in this last time for you. Verse 21, the last verse. Who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead, and give him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Praise Master Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Praise Master Jesus. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Um, now, we have been looking at the natures of God. So, God, just like every human being, has nature, has characteristics, has attributes. What is it that makes God God? What is it that makes him different from other, 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 you know, gods that have eyes but they cannot see? What is it that distinguishes this uh, great God, this great creator who created the heavens and the earth? What is it that makes him different from the so-called gods in the world? The first thing we look at is that this God is a God of love. In other gods, you see judgment. You see judgment. That's why some part of the world today, when people sin or when people do one thing or the other, they call them in adultery. What happened? They send them even to, to, to jungle so that liar can feed on them. There's this jungle judgment that's still going on in different parts of the world. Where people, if people, if people talk about the name of Jesus, they say it's sacrilegious. And then they cut off people's hair. They, they leave destinies off. Now they say they are sacrificing the person to their gods. Now our God is not like that. Even when his children, if the people he created deviated, he still loves them and he's still looking for a way to bring them. He said it in First Timothy chapter 2 from verse 1 to 4. He said there is no interest in the death of a sinner. God wants all men saved. So he's a God that loves. So that's one of the things that distinguishes him. From every other so-called God in the world is a loving father. He cares. His love is tangible. That's why I sent Jesus Christ. We also understand that one other nature of this great God is mercy. He's so merciful and compassionate. All he's looking for is someone that will repent of their sins, ask him for forgiveness, and someone who will turn away from the way of wickedness to the way of righteousness. That is all he's asking for. That is all he's looking for. He's looking for somebody that will love his neighbor, that will not pull his neighbor down. That is all God is asking for. Can you see that this God is a wonderful God? Now, while other God will tear up strife between nations, tear up strife between family members, this God is saying, if you hate your brother, you are not, you are not part of me. Can you see the difference? So that's why he cannot be compared with any God in this world. Is the true God and Him alone we must worship and serve. Number three, nature of God that we're looking at this morning is holiness. Holiness. Holiness, 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 holiness. Now, uh, you know, holiness, you know, um, it, it, it just is, it describes, you know, purity. It talks about purity. It speaks of purity. When you talk about holiness, you are talking to God about the God who has no spot or wrinkles in him. Everything about him is, is, is clean. Now, if you look at the where the, the storyline that we read this morning in the book of Leviticus, chapter 11, verse 44 to 45, that event was an aftermath of what happened in chapter 10. I wanted to spend time to study chapter 10. What happened in chapter 10? The Abihu and uh, Nadab, they, they offer strange fire before this holy God. And so God struck them dead. Our children will leave. 
the Lord will not strike them. Our children will leave. And so the so this one, the Lord struck them there. And so, but God told their father, you cannot mourn. You cannot mourn. And so what happened in chapter 10 of Leviticus was what prompted God to tell them in chapter 11, verse 44, I am holy and I want you to be holy too. So his holiness cannot condone iniquity. And that's why when you see his own children, his own children going a warring or seeking other gods, then you begin to see the holiness of God manifesting in a strange way, which is not beneficial to mankind. Because that strange way brings fire, brings destruction. Now, so now, so that was what happened. And God says to them, I am holy. You people need to understand my nature. So it's like, you know, God is trying to describe now, I'm trying to describe how God felt. God is saying, you people don't understand my nature. My nature is that I am holy. And if you want to walk with you, have to be holy too. I could perceive God, you know, just describing that to them. Now, Apostle Peter went on to elaborate in detail what it means to be holy. If you read that scripture, that first Peter chapter 1, verse 13 to 21, Peter begins to itemize different things. He talks about conversation. He talks about, you know, what is it? He says, in all manner of conversation. And then also he begins to talk about not fashioning ourselves according to the pattern of this world. And then so he began to break down what it means to be holy. So our God is holy, brethren. His nature is holiness. He cannot condone sin. He cannot condone iniquity. And that's why anyone that is named after the name of the Lord must depart from iniquity. This, this same God, because he's holy, he cannot behold iniquity. That means there is no righteousness in him. There is no favoritism with God. It is man that favors. One of the things we learn in political science is that, you know, they talk about, you know, talks about favoritism. But this God is not like that. Anybody that does what is right, whether the person is in Saudi Arabia, whether the person is in China, whether the person is in Kuwait, or somebody is in Sokoto, Nigeria, or the person is in Morocco, or this person is in Zambia, or Malawi, any part of the world, whoever does what is right in his sight, they are his children. That is how God is. And so I don't want us to be religious people, but rather we must be holy people. Now, this nature is what makes him jealous when his children begin to seek after other gods. When anything is trying to occupy its place in your life, maybe your spouse, maybe your children, maybe your work, maybe money, maybe position, maybe fame, maybe your gift, maybe your talent, maybe your, your other schedules or people in your life, family, friends, internet, TV, football, other things, if they are beginning to gain your attention, then you see this God is not happy about it. The Bible says in the book of um in the book of Habakkuk, chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 13, you see, God is of a purer, high, purer eyes. He cannot behold iniquity. He can't stand it. And that's why when Jesus Christ was nailed on the cross, God turned away his face. He couldn't behold his own son carrying the sin of the world. He can't stand sin. He can't stand a dot of sin. He can't stand a dot of iniquity. And so what does that tell us? 
as his children. This nature we have obtained through the precious blood of Jesus. Apostle Peter says that. So now, you yourself, you are holy. How? Through the blood of Jesus. We must be holy in all manner of conversation. In our thoughts, we must be holy. In our heart, we must be holy. That means we must do what is right. We must be like God. If you don't strive to be like God, that means you are not of God. We must strive to be like God. God is holy. Strive to be like God. Don't strive to be like man. If you strive to be like man, man is faulty, but God is not faulty. So are you here this morning? You are not born again. You have not come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I want you to know that Jesus loves you. And I want you to surrender your heart unto him. Yesterday we saw how the Lord saves, you know, three souls to himself. Willing souls. People who were tired of their sins. People who were tired of their lifestyle. Coming into the sheepfold. Now, do you know now, now those people that accepted Christ yesterday, for as long as they continue to walk in him, the same way he sees me and sees you, that's the same way he sees them too. I was telling that I was telling one of the you know one of the uh, the, the brethren yesterday, uh, you know, who insisted that I have to lay hand on him to pray for him until he gained you know victory over what it. And I told him, no, I don't have to lay. I said the much that God will hear my prayer. He wants he will hear your prayer too, but you have to forsake all these evil things around you. It was a bit challenging for him to understand, but I thank God for the Holy Spirit. Are you here? You are not born again. You don't know this God. The same way he hears my prayer, he can hear your prayer too, but you must come to him. Why the rest of us, you are going to write down this prayer point quickly. The first prayer point is to thank him, of course, to say, Father, I thank you for the word of life that you brought unto me this morning, for sending the word of life unto me. Lift up your voice, wherever you may be this morning, and begin to bless him. Now, if you are here, you are not born again. I want you to know that Jesus loves you. He cares for you. Jesus is the one that can rescue you from the bondage of sin. I want you to give him your heart this morning. So you are not born again. I want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today, sinner. Please forgive me my sin. Write my name in the book of life in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you this morning. Lord, as many that have prayed this prayer, please forgive them their sins. Write their name in the book of life. In Jesus' mighty name, we are friends. Now, I appreciate him. I appreciate him. Say, Father, I thank you. Thank you for answers to my prayer this morning. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, we are friends. You are going to pray and say, Father, let your holiness rub on me and cause it to manifest in me and through me in the mighty name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Father, let your holiness manifest in me. Let it rub on me and let it manifest in me in the name of Jesus. Beginning from today, no manner of conversation in Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Your second to the last prayer point, you are going to say, Father, forge me from every form of impurities that impede my movement to the promised land that you have ordained for me. In this week, as we praise you, forge me from every form of impurity. Lift up your voices this morning. Cry to him, Father, in the name of Jesus, 
Purge me from every form of impurity. And be cannabis as lift up your voices and pray. In the name of Jesus, Father, purge me from every form of impurity. In the name of Jesus, purge me from every form of impurity. In the name of Jesus, anything that will hinder my praises from being acceptable, purge me, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Now ask the Lord, what do you desire that the Lord do for you in this week? Go ahead. Ask him in a few seconds. Ask him faith. You want to be healed? Tell him. You want him to open new doors for your business? Tell him. You want good health? Tell him. You want him to favor you? Tell him. You want favor? You want good news? Tell him. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Ancient of days, I want to thank you for this blessed morning. Thank you for bringing your word unto us. This morning, I pray, let the nature of holiness that you carry, let it rub upon us in our speech, in our conversation, in our thought, in our decision, in everything that we do in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, cause it to manifest in us and through us in the name of Jesus. I pray all the personal requests of your children this morning, turn them to testimony. Those that are desire favor, grant them favor. Those that desire healing, let them receive their healing. Those that are desire, Lord, miracle, let them see your miracle today. Those that want to see your power, let them see your power. By the time we gather in the evening to praise you between six and seven in church, Father, let each one have greater testimonies. In Jesus' most powerful name, we are praying. Amen, amen, amen.